This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho. With your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray and this is our 2017 Christmas extravaganza. And sitting across the virtual table from me is the Jolly John Irons. How are you, sir? Good. <laughs> you sound so jolly. Jolly. And... Also on the mic tonight is Gumdrop Rick. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. And Gingerbread Scott, how are you, sir? Uh, so we are doing the 2017 film Gremlin about a guy who gets a box with a monster in it, right? Is there a, a movie called Gremlin coming out in ah, 2017? Trick question. Um, oh. <laughs> th- th- there is a 2017 a uh, cheap horror film called, I think it's called The Gremlin, oh, okay. about a J.J. Abrams Cloverfield-style-looking monster in a box, and it, when someone gives you the box, that monster will kill everyone you love unless you give that box to someone you love and make the cycle continue. That's all I read on IMDb, and I... I decided there are some movies that sound too bad even for me. <laughs> and w- when you say The Gremlin, I'm thinking, is it a movie about my uncle's old car? <laughs> <laughs> I was totally about to make that joke. Thanks a lot, Sean. <laughs> and uh, this is our Christmas episode. We're gonna we're actually going to have a show come out the week of Christmas, but that's the week that Star Wars comes out. So that'll be our Star Wars episode. So this is our Christmas episode. And what we're going to do today is, this is a first for Cosmic Potato, we're going to do an audio commentary for a well-known and much-loved Christmas classic. The classic is Gremlins, released in 1984 and directed by Joe Dante. So, oh, wait, I got the you... movie Pacer. <laughs> See, I, I, I got did, the... I wrote, ramped it up there a little bit, took a little further, oh, never mind. <laughs> I got a DVD of the old uh, the old Looney Tunes cartoon, the Gremlin, <laughs> the, the World War II uh, propaganda film. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what we're going to do is we're all, of course, you, you guys know we're all in, the, in uh, different parts of the country, so we're all watching the movie on our own, but at the same time, and we're going to... Uh, talk about the movie as it's playing. Of course, I mean, we're going to talk about whatever comes to mind, whatever the scenes uh, make us think of. But, you know, if you, uh, audience members, if you want to watch the movie with us, good news, it is available on Netflix, so you can just cue the movie up on Netflix, 
listen to this podcast while you're watching and we'll all have a jolly good Christmas time together. So, uh, are so what? We're, what we're I, simply having a wonderful Christmas don't, time. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Are you, you going to be like this the whole show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to call people gumdrops and uh, gingerbread all night. I was um, talking to Rick. My, oh, <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> um, my daughter just walked in the room. I'm I'm doing a podcast. Why are you wearing my shirt? You can. No, no, you can use the laptop. Okay. All right. Um, so what, we, what we've what done is uh, I've got the movie queued up. And if you're watching it on a DVD, then the Warner Brothers logo is going to come up twice. See, mine doesn't and, do uh, that. So I'm not so okay. sure. Maybe yours is broken. Well, it, it's like the Warner Brothers logo comes up and then the menu comes up. And then when you press the menu... When you press play, then it comes up again. Oh, so I, yeah. I was afraid if I said, when the Warner Brothers logo comes up, pause it. Then you're pausing it right before the menu comes up. And it's, you know. Well, so okay. when the actual movie starts, the first scene that comes up is, I'm assuming it's a Chinatown kind of stand-in because it's not Chinatown as in, in New York City or something like that. It's, uh, it's Chinatown. There is a guy in a blue jacket over to the right-hand side of the screen and right in the center of the screen, there is some blue neon lights that look like they have Chinese writing on them. So that is where I have the movie paused. Is that, is that where you guys uh, are paused? You I'm, know what? I've, well, yeah. The, is it is a sailor is under the sign? Yeah, he, well, he looks like he's got a sailor hat on, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you paused so, with that scene is fully in view? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, scene yeah, is pa- fully in view, it. and the sailor guy, his head okay. is right underneath the rightmost character. It. Got it. I'm yeah. right there. Okay. All right. So when I, I'm going to count down from three, and when I, I'll say three, two, one, play, and then when I say play, we'll all press play at the exact same time. And, I mean, there may be a one or one second delay or, or whatever, but it's not going to make that big of a difference. But Okay. So three, two, one, play. Now I've got my volume turned down. Hopefully it won't uh, in. Uh, you guys won't be able to hear my audio, but this guy that plays the dad, he, I can't remember his name now. I've got it, I've got it written down somewhere. He's Hoyt Axton. Yeah. He was a folk singer. He died in like 1999, but he was a, uh, he was a folk singer turned into an actor later on in life. I actually, um. I didn't do any kind of notes, but like I said, I had to play the first scene to make sure it recorded. And he said, that's me in the corner. And I was going to say, that's me in the spotlight. <laughs> that was like my one the prepared ad lib. And I told him this, this is a 19, this movie came out in 1984, which was the same year that Temple of Doom came out. So I see that kid and I'm thinking short round for some reason. (laughs) I I gotta confess something before we go too far into this. I have not watched this movie in its entirety since it came out and I saw it in theaters. So this is gonna be an interesting experience for me. I haven't seen it in its entirety since I forced my daughter to watch it when she was about 12. Yeah, I I can't even tell you the last time I saw this movie. This is gonna be good. It's been several years for me, but it was a fairly... Uh, frequent movie in our house when I was younger, and one thing I'll say now that I'm I'm a nah, now that I am an adult, and even so far in this first scene, 
we see Rand is at the top of the steps looking down and says, what's this? Kid says, this is it. This is the store. I don't know what Rand's problem is. If I was looking for a present for my kid and I found a store in Chinatown that you have to go downstairs in the alley to get to it, that is where the best gift is going to (laughs) be. I completely forgot about his his little crazy invention. Oh, the bathroom buddy? The bathroom buddy. (laughs) Now, the guy guy that's playing the old man, uh, he he used to play... Uh, his name is Key Luke, and the, the character's name is Mr. Wing, even though he, di- he didn't have a name in this movie. They named him in the second one. But he played uh, Cato in the 1939 serial of the Green Hornet. He was he was like a big character actor back in the day. I think he died in the early 90s. I had no idea that was Cato. Hmm. Yeah. Not Cato from the TV show. This is Cato <laughs> from the old serial from back in the 30s. So. I want to know who he's playing chess with. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who uses toothpaste that's that runny. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Squirt it out like that. He looks like he's wearing Andy's oh, hat, too. You hear a mogwai. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if I, if I was thinking, hey, I need to pick up a present for my kid... It would not even occur to me to look for a store like this. I would probably just run in the gift shop at the airport. <laughs> I'll bet the set dressers had a blast with this scene. Yeah. I mean, okay, j- jumping away from the movie for a second, something that I spotted online a couple weeks ago. Um, I only saw it the once, and I I should have shared it on Facebook. Um, but I don't know if any of you guys have, have seen it yourself. Someone, some uh, industrious, very talented artist out there, did... A recreation, uh, essentially, of this shop um, used you know the visual aesthetic and the layout and kind of painted a scene uh, inside this store. But instead of a whole bunch of small like Chinese knickknacks and and gifts and curios, every item on every shelf, on every box, in every corner was a different reference to. Uh, mainly 80s and some 90s pop culture. Oh, cool. It was nice. like the store sold nothing but pop culture references, and there were so many of them hidden in so many places. I I can't remember the last time I found an image online that had me studying it for that long. It was, no, I <laughs> didn't see that. It was really, really detailed. I'm not sure what you guys would want to uh, use as search terms, but maybe like... Can you find it again and send a link? Uh, I can see how well my computer wants to multitask. <laughs> no, not right now. Not right now. Oh, not right now. Well, later. Well, no. yeah. Well, I, yeah. well, later I will find it for you. But this is for the people who are listening. I don't sure know them. what you want to look for, but look for something. <laughs> well, yeah. If you, do, I mean, if you if you do find it after we record, you can just send me the link, and I'll put it on the website when I. Uh, Oh, when see, I post this, I keep we're, getting, we're getting the three laws of robot. I mean, uh, Mogwai is here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel I feel bad on the previous like uh, I guess like a month or so ago. We were talking about like flip the script and like he, he, he shouldn't have sold. Oh, cute! He shouldn't have sold the um, the Mogwai to that guy. Ricky and we're like, oh, he's a demon. The guy like evil. the, 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 like the old, Indiana I, Jones billboard. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot that the old guy didn't want to sell the Mogwai. Like he, he, he refused. That was the scam, though. 
Yeah, this, that, was, uh, that was the about... good cop, bad cop scam. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to sell it to you. No, don't worry. You go outside. I'll take yeah. care of this. Let me, let me uh, just just to let you guys know, I don't mean to interrupt, but the uh, the set for the town is the exact same set that they used in Back to the Future for Hill Valley. Yep. They just kind of redressed it. And you know who does the voice of uh, Gizmo? I do, but I'll let you share it. Howie Mandel? Yep. Howie Mandel, he didn't do the singing. They, they got a 12-year-old girl to do that. Frank Welker does the voice of Spike, which we'll be introduced to later on. Frank Welker did the voice, of course, you guys know, but Frank Welker did the voice of Fred on Scooby-Doo, and he did, mm-hmm. uh, who else did he do? Megatron. Yeah, Megatron, that's right. Yeah, and he did, he did Kermit the Frog on uh, Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank Welker has been doing voices everywhere for everything forever. Yeah. I yeah. forgot Corey Feldman's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a he was a, a little kid. This may have been one of his first actual film roles because I read an article about this movie uh, yesterday, and uh, Corey Feldman was still in like actual public school when he was filming this, and he thought it would be a good idea to take a little bit of Mogwai fur with him to school. Of course, the movie hadn't come out yet, so nobody knew what in the world a Mogwai was. So they just they just made fun of him and threw stuff at him. And stuff, so. <laughs> Poor Corey. Look Feldman. at the, the producers: Spielberg, Marshall, and Kennedy, the, yep. the trifecta of the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now I do have to back up for a second and um, and sharpshoot you on one thing, uh, Sean, and that is Spike is not in this movie. What did I? Say? Spike is the lead gremlin in the new batch. the the lead Oh, Stripe. The lead Stripe. evil gremlin is Stripe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually. Um, actually, yeah. <laughs> you forgot to say um, actually. Smiling Jack and Little Abner. So um, act- some refer- um, actually, Rick, we're not playing that... the um, actually game right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when you go back and watch uh, 80s movies when you were a kid and you didn't get the references to Little Jack and Little, or, or uh, you know, Little Abner and stuff like that. And then you try to explain it to a kid that's watching oh, it now. Oh, quick. <laughs> a Boy's Life and Watch the Skies were two uh, potential titles for E.T. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. You're not the only one who did some research. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus wrote, I mean, yeah, he directed a few. Well, he directed a lot of stuff, but there's so many scripts that he wrote that turned into movies in the 80s, it's not even funny. Back before I knew what product placement was. Yeah. <laughs> those are some old school logos on those storefronts. You. Apparently, Columbus wrote this script just as a... Uh, a writing experiment. He never intended for it to be sold or, or to be made. And Spielberg saw it and fell in love with it and bought it. Yeah, and th- and this was originally supposed to be a straight up horror movie. Yep. the The comedy came in later on in the process. I mean, they were trying to make a like a scary movie, and it was going to be a lot more gory than what <laughs> than what it and, turned into. Did Tim Burton almost got the gig too instead of yeah. Joe Dante. Yeah, they didn't give it to him because he had never directed a film before. Yeah. So, Phoebe Cates. 
running out of my trivia. <laughs> but <laughs> they were they were reluctant to hire her for this because of the scene she did in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they had there was so much chemistry between her and Galligan there that uh, they went ahead and and uh, kept her. Yeah, they they tried to counteract her scene in Fast Times by putting her in that blouse. <laughs> yeah, didn't work. Yikes. <laughs> She's the cutest ever. This character is Mrs. Uh, what was her name? I've got Mrs. it written Deagle? down here somewhere. Uh, Deagle, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Deagle. Now they they uh, cut a scene holiday, out. Yeah. They cut a scene out of the movie. It may have, they may have not ever filmed it, but there was a scene that was supposed to explain that she was buying up a bunch of property and selling it to a chemical plant or something like that, and that's why everybody hated her. <laughs> but they cut it out, so it's never really explained why she's so hated in the town. And well, stuff. she's clearly a horror. Like a, a Scrooge, yeah. That guy on the left, now I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Does anybody know what his name is? He's gone. Uh, I missed him. <laughs> no, I, I, I forget the actor's name, but he, you know, he always showed up in a lot of stuff back then. Um He'll and, probably be back at some point, I'm sure. And and oddly enough, the thing that I usually think of first when I when when I think of that actor is the two part Deep Space Nine episode that he um, was a, a guest star on. Um, uh, past tense parts one and two, where oh yeah yeah, yeah. Cisco Bashir and Dax are sent back to uh, like oh, right. yeah twenty first century. Uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now, Polly anyway, Holiday. That's Harry Carey there. Is it Harry? I think it Harry. Yeah. Yeah, my notes say Harry Carey Jr. <laughs> I guess that is Harry Carey. Uh, Polly Holiday is actually from a town that's only about 30 miles from where I live. And, uh, you know, she she was on uh, Alice for years. Mm-hmm. She played Flo. Kiss my grits. Uh, yeah. uh, she did... <laughs> When she left Hollywood and went back to Childersburg, Alabama, she did not want to talk about Hollywood. If you brought it up, she got very angry. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> yeah. Now, she did go back. She went back to Hollywood a few times because I know she did a guest spot on uh, Home Improvement once where she played uh, Tim Allen's mother-in-law <laughs> at one point. So, <laughs> What kind of a man Stupid is dog. that? You have a woman in the bank who is describing yeah. in detail how she's going to kill this teller's dog. And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you'd be yeah. dead. What kind of bank lets the teller just have the dog? Well, well the bank does, Oh, what's about. that dog doing here? Yeah, I yeah, guess he the didn't know. guy doesn't know that the dog is in the bank. Okay. He was hiding him. I Did you know that Judge Reinhold and I went to the same junior college? I remember at, you saying at that different at times. Point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, different times. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Reinhold in a in the second movie that he was in with Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Did you know that Judge Reinhold is not an actual judge? <laughs> he is. In he fact, was though, on uh, Reinhold. Did you ever watch uh, the animated uh, version of Clerks that came on in the in the late nineties? I've got it on um, DVD. Yeah, there was a there was an episode where they took uh, George Lucas to court because the prequels were so bad, and yeah. uh, and the judge in the court case was Judge Reinhold. <laughs> in that uh, animated episode, 
the dream sequence that Judge Reinhold is having, where Eddie Murphy shows up in the dream as Axel Foley. Oh yeah, yeah. And and they go on adventures, sticking bananas in tailpipes, and just watching cars stall out, and then laughing. (laughs) Yeah, because I think that I think Forty Eight Hours came out the same year that this did, and it was like the biggest, like one of the biggest grossing movies of that year. Even though his role in this was uh, fairly small, I believe that I heard in various places, probably other podcasts talking about this movie, that um, there was a substantial amount of script, maybe footage shot, but at least script, excuse me, uh, having to do with uh, Judge Reinhold's character and uh, the the cowardice that he displays during the invasion of the gremlins. Yeah. I want to say he... I almost want to say that he ends up like getting locked in the vault at some point in the movie, but I'm not sure. I think they realized that uh, no one was going to care about him anyway because he was a douchebag. <laughs> they've al- they've already introduced Mrs. Deagle. That's one person we hate. We don't need to... Um, There's some foreshadowing for you right there. Yeah, we don't need to overdo the, the hatred of characters, so they, they must just cut him out of the rest of the film. Garbage swords. <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas classic. You know, It's a Wonderful Life was not a hit movie when it came out. <laughs> nope, it's boring as all get out. Is, is, that, is that a Wonderful Life? I hate song? that movie. Uh, well, I think when this movie came out, it was actually in public domain, so anybody oh, could use right, it. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. So, uh, but it's not anymore. It, they've renewed it since then. So, but I think you mentioned the um, the um, Gremlins cartoon. The <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in here too. Oh, the the Looney Tunes. Yeah, I think think that's why they call them Gremlins. Right. What is what is his mom's name? uh, The actor down here. It's um, Frances Lee McCain. And her uh, character's name is Lynn Lynn Peltzer. I can let me look on uh, Wikipedia here, and I've got the Wikipedia page for Gremlins pulled up, so I can. Yeah, I've I've got the IMDb page on. I just didn't know what her name was. Back to the Future. She was like in everything in the eighties. Why am I? Remembering her from something other than Gremlins. She was in Stand By Me. Uh, she was in Scream. I don't know who she was in Scream. Uh, Patch Adams in True Crime more recently. She's chopping onions. And what did, what do you make that has onions and eggs for dinner? Uh, you, you Omelets? For yeah. dinner. Yeah, we've done that. You never have breakfast for dinner? Oh, yeah, we do breakfast for dinner a lot. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I've had breakfast for dinner. It just seems like an odd, generic, we're fixing dinner choice for them to not say, by the way, we have Well, I think we're dinner. we're trying to establish that this family is weird as hell anyway. They <laughs> may have been making uh, some kind of souffle. You it know. could be yeah. Huevos. Or quiche. It could, could be, be quiche. Huevos maybe, Rancheros. It could be quiche. quiche. They could be doing up eggs and uh, scrambling them so they could put it in with the ground beef and the onions to mix it up and make a meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Meatloaf. You know what? I'm going with meatloaf. There we go. Thanks, Dan <laughs> Looking Cannon. at her IMDb credits, she was just in everything in the 80s. And that's why she's just she's so a, unfamiliar. a generic mom. Yeah. Why would you hang your coats on the back of the door like that? They would fall off every time you open the door. <laughs> Can't hang them why on the swords. Keep... That would be ridiculous. Yeah, why would you keep the swords hanging on the wall when they always fall down every time you close the door? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going like to move a... my swords if, if that happens. 
Like I said, I think that's setting up some foreshadowing. Get the remote control, extend the antenna that goes to the length of the TV to turn on the TV. (laughs) Well, you guys were were talking about animated stuff when you missed, uh, we, we didn't mention that when Judge Reinhold was trying to hit on Phoebe Cates, he was t- he was trying to use the fact that he had cable as a as a uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the original Netflix and chill. I've got basic cable. <laughs> like nineteen eighty four. Well, there was on- well there was only basic cable in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. We can watch some. We Donna have Reed a gizmo. Reruns. Yeah. Very animatronic looking now. Damn it, looking he's back. Cute. Yeah. He's still cute. Still, yeah. I would love to watch. A tribe of Mogwai destroy a tribe of Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's no. When this somewhere. movie came out, this movie came out. Uh, it was just a couple of years after ET, and ET had sold tons and tons of toys in the toy stores. So, of course, when this movie came out, there were tons of little stuffed uh, gizmos everywhere. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to have one for some reason. My mom thought that this was a. Uh, adult movie that I shouldn't be watching so she's PG-13 would not yeah no it was not it was actually this movie and Temple of Doom are the reason PG-13 exists now Mm -hmm. because it it didn't before that it was it was not uh, bad enough for an R rating but it was a little too bad for a PG but they released it as PG and now they have the PG-13 rating so (laughs) oh by the way let me me tell you the three rules and let you traumatize him I should should probably mention the bright lights do any of y'all not use bright light ever? Uh, oh yeah, I do on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm walking out out of a dark theater in the afternoon or something <laughs> like that, I'll say it. The most problematic rule in all of film history: don't feed it after midnight. What time when, zone are we talking? <laughs> yeah, it's after midnight, start literally yeah. everywhere. And then once you pass midnight. When is it okay to start feeding him again? When the sun is up, you know, when his poison, when his deadly poison is in the sky, then you can feed him. Because <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you guys this: since uh, uh, we've gotten to that, what are what are your earliest memories of this movie? You when when you first uh, watched it? How old were you? All that kind of stuff. Uh, well, let's see. You say no it came idea. out in 80, 84, so I was 20. 80, 84, yeah. Uh, so okay. I remember it pretty well. <laughs> so, um, I actually don't, I didn't care for it all that much because it wasn't, I, I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't what it was advertised. You know, it was not a cutesy <laughs> yes. Christmas flick. And when it got so incredibly violent at the end, or in the, in, you know, when later on. Yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't know how to deal with it. You know, I was 20 years old and, and uh, wasn't into ambiguity yet. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. So he, yeah. he, he does a reflection and it's a bright light and knocks him down. He fell in the trash. And so the dude picks him up. He's like, oh, it looks like you hurt yourself. Hurt myself? No. I didn't hurt you myself. Hurt <laughs> this, is at, look at his angry, this is Look at his angry doing. little face. He's angry. So, Scott, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, Well, the movie came out when I was five. And based on how long it would usually take movies to uh, work their way from the theater onto 
uh, the early days of home video, we're talking like, you know, Betamax video cassettes. Um, I was probably more like seven or eight first time I saw it. I don't have any clear memory of, oh, this is the first time I'm watching this. I just have, you know, general recollections from being around that young and watching it every, every so often. Um, that dog would not be that calm. <laughs> right. <laughs> my dog, when I was a kid, my dog would have eaten that thing already. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. Um, it was, I don't know. It, it was, it was what it was. It was gremlins. It was, you know, cute at the beginning, but it gets a little bit scary near the end. Um, the, the more violent scenes or the more, uh, tense scenarios like um the gremlin attack in this kitchen um didn't really strike me so much as as disturbing i was more bothered by like I, mrs deagle bothered me when i was young more than that was the, that was a juicy orange yeah I'm like, <laughs> where do those oranges come from so yeah i was getting scared by the wrong things i think when i was young um right you know, unpleasant characters would would really bother me, but you know, exploding gremlins spoilers uh, didn't. I thought that was cool. We have a Feldman. <laughs> yep. I thought exploding gremlins were cool, and Mrs. Deagle was scary. Yeah, yeah, she kind of had that Wicked Witch of the West quality to her. the The early scenes before she was uh, Dorothy actually went to Oz, the 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 character that. She played in the beginning. She kind of reminded me a little bit of that. But the reason I asked, I brought the question up is because it, when you were talking about the rules, it reminded me that uh, the first time that I saw this was actually when it aired on television. And I was probably about, see, it came out in 84. Uh, so I would have been seven. I probably didn't see it until I was about 10. So it, it came on TV. And uh, they said that rule. They said... Uh, you know, you can't feed it after midnight. So I turned to my dad and I said, well, when can you start feeding him again? And my dad was like, don't worry about it. Just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like, that is the greatest advice my dad ever gave me. <laughs> <laughs> John, what about you? Um, I, I, I guess I would have been 10 when this movie came out. And I honestly don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. Um, but I remember... Uh, seeing it on HBO a lot, um, and yeah, yeah. So it was another one of those things where they, you know, HBO had limited, <laughs> uh, limited access to stuff, so they just they show the same things over and over. And I think this is when they had started to kind of get a little bit of clout, um, so they could pull like hit movies, like right. this one. So they played it all the time. Um, and yeah, I don't remember. I remember thinking, uh, you know, after it gets dark, it gets real dark. And I was, uh, yeah. it didn't, I, I won't say it bothered me, really. I mean, it, it kind of bothered me more than that. It, it just, um, I, I felt like it was like a bait and switch. But, like, the, the imagery itself, like, it wasn't, like, too too graphic or gross. I just I remember, like, okay, you said you were a comedy. Why are you doing this to me? Whatever. Well, did did y'all ever see uh, Critters, which came out? Yeah, sim- I think at a similar time. Wow, that one really was marketed to be cutesy, and then it ended up being an absolute, uh, you know, pretty much a horror flick. Right. Yeah. 
And we see what happens when uh, Gizmo gets wet. He starts uh, pooping yeah. grimoires everywhere. <laughs> well, they're shooting off his back. He's not right. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just, that's what Which it is arguably like. more disgusting. <laughs> we'll just all be glad that humans don't reproduce by projectiling their their young in that right. fashion. I love how they're 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 looking at these fur balls, and poor Gizmo is like in pain. For all they yeah. know, dying, and they're just. Ignoring it. Yeah. Did Jim Henson have anything to do with this movie at all? No. No. He is. He is a he terrible, was, he was, terrible pet owner. He yeah. <laughs> he was uh, cutting edge with uh, animatronics and stuff at the time. That's why I thought you know. I I don't. Well, you know what? I say no, but I I I I don't know. Let's let's look. IMDb. What do you have to say about this? Where's casting crew? I didn't see Jim Henson in the opening credits. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't. I'd never company. heard of special. I'm looking at the special effects to see whose name pops up. It's just got some voices. Mike, Michael Winslow did some voices in this uh, film as yeah. well as uh, Peter sense. Cullen, also from Transformers. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say. Look at Mike. No, I think <laughs> look at Gizmo. Gizmo if Henson like... had been involved. Yeah, we would have known. Gizmo yeah. looks sad. He knows what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Gizmo's pissed is what he is. Gizmo, I'm too young to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in the uh, in the 80s and the uh, early 90s that made them make um, summer films that took place at Christmas like this? Because this movie came well, out no, in the summer. This, this it, was, okay, what happened with oh, that see, yeah, was this was supposed to be a Christmas film. It was supposed to be released at Christmas. And the company, I forget who, who released it, um, realized, holy crap, we don't have a summer blockbuster to put out this year. Is Gremlins oh. ready? Uh, so that's why this came out in the summer. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, you do you see that a lot. Like, Die Hard takes place at Christmas. It came out in the summer. Um, Batman Returns took place at Christmas, and it came out in the summer. Of course, Tim Burton was all tied up with uh, making, uh, um, what's his big... Nightmare Before Christmas at the time, so I guess he just had Christmas on the brain mm. <laughs> at that time. So, uh... Dad, shut the hell up for a minute, will you? <laughs> this is not what I came in to talk about. Now I'm, I'm assuming he's made a lot more inventions. Why does he keep bringing the bathroom buddy back up? Because <laughs> he, he forked out a lot of money for the prototype. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've got the toothpaste gag twice, or is that the shaving cream? It's the sharing cream. It's the, it's the same it's the gag, same though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, Rick Moranis had all those inventions all over his house doing various chores. Yeah, it occurs to me now that anytime they want to show um, someone shiftless or a dreamer who doesn't have a real job in movies, they're either an inventor or an artist. And yeah. he's an inventor and his son's an artist, so yeah, this family's screwed. <laughs> you know that little Donkey Kong game they were playing? Yeah. Did any of y'all have any of those? I had that. I, I had the I had the, the, the Galaga game. I think I had I had Centipede. It was it was hand me down from my cousin, but yeah. Wow. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. <laughs> And it's those a regular, are puppets. It's a regular size, yeah. It's a regular size game for him. Gizmo, <laughs> come out to play. 
<laughs> now, why does he get to sleep in the bed and all the other ones? Well, you see, this they, is why they go bad later. They sleep in, they a, in a right. box, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, they were born bad, which means there, there's yeah. got to be something to the theory that, or maybe not the theory, but the fact that, according to both movies, Gizmo is the only good-natured Mogwai in existence. Because every single uh, Mogwai that he uh, gives birth to in both movies, they all end up evil. None of them are even halfway good. Well, I don't know. The... Well, they're they're mainly at this point in at this stage in their life, they're mischievous. They don't actually become well, mur- murderous until later on. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, yeah, <laughs> but they didn't kill him. <laughs> the first thing that Strike did was he tried to bite a human. Yeah, <laughs> he was still wet from birth. And he's trying to eat people. That hammer would not give enough force to drive a nail. Oh, stop it. <laughs> just, watch, just watch the movie. Right. <laughs> it's a talk show. We have to talk about something. That was the proper Actually, you just, you just beat me to it. Right. <laughs> Ooh, it's Kanar. <laughs> yeah, sludge coffee. It's a Keurig before there was Keurigs. <laughs> And the question that I had, even when I was young, it, what why, is he doing that at artichoke? <laughs> why would you know what? I never noticed it because I was always watching the coffee. I never. It's yeah, that is an artichoke. Yeah, it's I don't know tortured. what he, I don't know. It but looks it's hooked like up he's to a speaker. <laughs> it looks like he's cooking it with, a, with electricity or something. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> I totally interrupted what you were saying. It, this is this is the way of commentaries. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> um, if. If my dad were an inventor of the caliber of Rand Peltzer, I think there would come a point where mom just wouldn't be able to take it anymore. And she would say, invent whatever you want, but we're using real appliances in the house. Right. I literally gave you three rules, and you're purposely breaking them. What a dick. I forgot he did that. (laughs) Yep. Because he knew exactly what was going to happen. Because... Uh, I have I I have no sympathy left for him whatsoever. No. He could at least apologize to Gizmo. Hey, sorry, it's for science. <laughs> but it's not even. Uh, yeah, so he told his what dad. Is the, his what is like, the teacher's oh, name? So is that uh, is that Mr. Futterman? Is that the, no, the teacher? Uh, no, Mr. Futterman no, was the, the, the the guy okay. by the car near no. the beginning. What is the professor's name? I'm trying to look that actor up. Uh, Roy oh. Hansen. Uh, is that Roy Hanson? That might be his his um oh his Glenn character Trump. name. Yeah, yeah Glenn that's, Trump, him. That's, that's him. He was he was the he was the colonel in a different world. Yeah, that's why I was I, I knew I knew him from something. And that's it. Uh, he was also in the wire. I've seen that too. He's seventy years old now. He doesn't look seventy in that picture. <laughs> They've got of him on Wikipedia. Taken ten years ago. He was sixty in that picture. <laughs> Here's a guy who made a career out of playing drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Or cranky. (laughs) Or drunk and cranky. That's the guy I was talking about earlier. Yeah, he was off to the side. Oh, that dude. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 He was off to the side in that one scene. Yeah, he showed up a lot in the 80s. If I could remember what his name is, I'd look... 
I look up and see. Is um, he? That's Futterman. So is that Futterman? Dick okay. Okay, Dick Miller. Let's look him up. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, the fellow from the, from that two part CS Nine episode. Yeah, he's still alive too. He was. Uh, he's eighty eight years old now. Yeah, he was in the Burbs. That's right. Hey, shows, that's right. He Batman. was. He was a garbage man in the Burbs and. The other garbage man next to him, I want to say, in the Burbs, I think that that was a Star Trek connection too. But I can't remember who it was. I haven't seen the Burbs since I was uh, a kid, so I don't. I don't remember much about it. Richard Smith is very disappointed in me because I tried to watch the Burbs a few months ago and I couldn't I, get more than twenty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing you guys talking about that. <laughs> I remember liking it when I was a kid, but it was again. It was it was kind of that thing where it's on Showtime almost every afternoon. So I was watching yeah. it. I'd come home from school and it would be on, so I'd watch it. I'll still watch it anytime. The Burbs is great. That's before Tom Hanks got into his uh, Academy Award winning mentality. <laughs> where he said, "I'm not playing these characters anymore." <laughs> I think he still would play those characters. I think he just. Like, well, he 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 did an interview several years ago where he said he made a conscious decision that he wasn't going to make uh, the the kinds of movies that he was making in the eighties. He wanted screwball to, comedies. Yeah, he wanted to step it up and do something uh, more. No, no, and that's I, when I, he started doing like Philadelphia and yeah, Forrest Gump. And I stuff believe like I believe that he. I mean, obviously, I believe that he uh, wanted to. That do snow more, looks like shaving cream. <laughs> but I but I think he would yeah. probably still do like he's still he's still a silly guy. Any questions? If someone came to him with a decent script, he probably would. But did you all ever see Bachelor Party? Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't call I was, it a decent I script. I was, uh, but it was, it was fun. I was stoned and hated that movie. Okay. <laughs> I see. I, I still remember. I remember Bosom Buddies from when I was a kid. Oh, we're coming up on the the infamous monologue. Yeah. No, the monologue is that. Uh, no, that's oh, that that's later? much later. This is just laying the groundwork that she doesn't like Christmas, and the monologue explains why, and that's later on. Oh, okay. The snow, <laughs> like I said a second ago, the snow reminds me of shaving cream. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I saw a documentary about the making of It's a Wonderful Life several years ago, and when they made that movie, it was actually in the middle of a heat wave. I mean, it was like 100 degrees outside, and these guys were having to wear these big coats and all that kind of stuff. So the snow that they made was basically like soap. And if you if you watch some of the close-up scenes in that movie um, and the snow is hitting characters in the face and stuff, it does not look like snow at all. It looks like soap suds hitting them in the face. Snow is one of the hardest things to simulate. Yeah. The only thing that acts like snow really is snow. snow. Right. You're right. Um, yeah. You know, this is all shaved plastic. That, and that stuff is toxic as hell, yeah. too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Back then, they really didn't have a whole lot of... Uh, uh, protection for actors. Um, yeah, this stuff is nasty, <laughs> and the stuff that's squirted all over the all over everywhere else is is even worse. They have snow machines now that they they put out bubbles. Right. Yeah, uh, and they look great from the audience, but they make the floor slippery because they're just bubble machines. They just make little teeny tiny bubbles. <laughs> Yeah, they used to set those up. We have a thing here in uh, in Birmingham where you can go to the zoo at night and they've got it all set up with Christmas lights and stuff. And they've got some snow machines set up. But they're set up in, a, in an area where kids can play in them. And the kids come out just 
nasty, just covered in goo <laughs> and wet <laughs> and everything else. What is he injecting him with? So he, he's the, not. He's, he's drawing blood. He's, he's drawing oh, drawing blood. Halfway drawing down blood. Blood. So is this, yeah. this is not yeah. Gizmo. This is the Gizmo that he made. This is the clone that he made in, in the new in, one. Yeah, office, yeah. Right. I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think he took Gizmo home with him. This, yeah, this no, stuff. Gizmo's home. What is this? The Blob. No. It looks like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, probably Body Snatchers. You know, I've never seen any version of that movie. How I've seen that, the original. I've seen the original because, like I said, I used to I used to sit up on Saturday nights. They would show old B sci fi movies and stuff on the Classic Movie Channel, and that was one of the ones that I remember watching. <clears throat> now he'll feed Gizmo and 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 play with him and stuff, and he just tells the other ones to shut up. <laughs> Well, no, Sit in a crate and shut your damn mouths. Oh, right. I forgot about that. And there's he's got a he's got a sword in his room too. What's with all the swords? Not that I disapprove, but <laughs> you tell he's us what's reading with all the swords. Oh, he's playing with the three D glasses, that's what he was doing. Yeah, it, he was, he was um Reading a, a plate th- of a plate of chicken legs, just in there. Where do you get a plate of drumsticks? <laughs> yeah. That was the '80s. It was a different time. Yeah, look, see up there, see up there on the on the left. There's a that's oh, a, yeah. that's a, a it's called a main gauche. It's the defense sword for fencing. You'd have a long sword in your right hand or your strong hand, and that in your in your off hand. <clears throat> the chicken is raw, isn't it? Yeah, that's raw chicken. No, they're just gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing the bones around everywhere. That was the thing back in the 80s, uh, and uh, especially like on uh, food commercials and stuff, people would open a refrigerator and there was always like a, a completely made sandwich sitting on a plate <laughs> in the refrigerator and like a, a perfectly uh, a perfectly slice of cake. Is that a brain? Is that a brain that's like on his desk? <laughs> yeah, he's just got it sitting on the desk. Wow. Next to his sandwich. Should not have an <laughs> Set decorators had a blast with this movie. <laughs> so is Just it put a brain there? If this is at the same time that what's going on with Billy, then obviously, I mean, we know that the clock is stopped and he's feeding the things after midnight. But it's way after midnight. According to the clock behind him, it was after two o'clock in the morning. How do you not realize? Um, what are you doing? This got you so tied up that you don't realize that it's two a.m. Uh, and as opposed to midnight. And they've been that wrapped up. Billy's got Phoebe Cates on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time has no meaning. Billy lives in a Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> that uh, comic book that Gizmo was looking at, I know he's using 3D glasses, but the, the comic doesn't appear to be in color. Nope. How do you do 3D without color? <laughs> oh, you know what? It, I can I Just can watch the movie. It. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. It's there. It's it's faint because it was eighties three D, right? Yeah, I remember movies would come on TV and you would have to go to the grocery store and get some uh, get some glasses like they showed King Kong in the eighties in three D and you have to go to the grocery store and get a pair of glasses to watch it with. Ew, Houston, we have a problem. I want you to bring the vacuum cleaner. That's that's your takeaway from this. <laughs> it's kind of a mess. You are the worst, Billy. You are the worst. <laughs> Billy live in, Billy lives in the attic. I bet it is cold up there in the winter. 
it doesn't look very well insulated. Don't! Wait a minute. <laughs> Carry the two. It's not plugged Son in. Son of a... <laughs> what do you think is going on You're here, the worst, Billy. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it appears to be some snide. I guarantee every member of the audience has no idea figuring out what's going on here. And we did not see them cut the cord to the phone. We did not see them string the no. dog up in the Christmas lights. We all know what's going on. Yeah. I think it's yep. fair to say anyone who's listening to this has probably seen this film. <laughs> and there the are, thing uh, is, they, they don't Mark, know what this stuff is. And Corey Feldman is just sticking his hands That's, on uh, it. I was yeah. just saying that. I'm like... Yeah. Just putting his hands <laughs> all over. The know absolutely know nothing about this creature. The professor's name is Exposition, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not how you ice a gingerbread cookie. Professor wasn't even wearing gloves when he was drawing blood. Right. Quote well, this was blood. 1984. A- AIDS wasn't around yet. <laughs> it wasn't no, but other widely stuff. known. <laughs> yeah. They had happened to that we knew. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Dude, True. this was... The, okay, I don't know if you guys ever saw it. Uh, but like back in the back when I was in, back in these days in the seventies, you'd always see like a uh, oh wow Robbie everyone everyone, time yeah, everyone watch that robot. time machine yeah. while you're listening to Rick watch that time machine. Um, you know this this was the the the, the time when uh, like detectives would find a trail of blood of red spots on the <coughs> ground and they would dip their finger in it and then taste oh, it. Oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's blood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's gone. nice. Never noticed that. <laughs> And that's how they would tell that drugs were real or whatever, too. They they uh-huh. taste it and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do that now with drugs that are on the streets, and you'll, you're will you dead if you touch it. <laughs> the classic 80s maneuver. Let me stick my finger in this cocaine and then taste it, because that tells me what it is, and there's no way that I will be tagged for contaminating evidence. Right. right. And, I would and love there's literally no other way to determine on. if something is cocaine or not. That's the only way to do it. With a snort. I'd love to know yeah. how many times that guy has played a, a bank manager in how many different shows and movies. Yep. He's got that uh, bank manager vibe about him, I guess. <laughs> if I catch him, he's in for a slow death. <laughs> you almost got bit last time you said that, lady. <laughs> Hey, that was uh, the the dude that was just on the screen. The guy that was on the right uh, played the dad in A Christmas Story. He also played the Night Stalker. Is that Darren McGavin? Yeah, yeah. It just showed him briefly. Yeah, do we get to see him again? I don't know. Because I, I was like that I, for a second. I thought it was the professor from from Gilligan's Island. I was like, no, that's not him. But yeah, yeah, they have they did they did kind of look young when this came. No, they're watching. A, they're watching a school film or something. So I'm assuming that the film well, was yeah, made. They would have made it for yeah. the movie. Well, yeah. Unless it was something out there that they just got the rights for or something like that. I don't know. Or they just used public domain stuff, like they did with this Wonderful Life. Uh oh, here we go. 
you know, something, and gentlemen, the film has just begun. Yeah, <laughs> you know something's evil when it's glowing it and it's green. In the motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Why does this dweeb have a motorcycle helmet? <laughs> yeah, really. When any sort of animal starts breaking out of an egg or a cocoon and it shines like a minimum seventy-five watt light bulb, you know there's trouble. <laughs> yeah, and it's always green. You know, just like I mean, it's got a vibe of alien. Well, the, that one there in the box, it was uh, it was more orange. So he's special, I guess. Now this uh, this gremlin was uh, birthed later than the other ones. I don't know if it makes sense for them to be uh, changing at the same time. Were they fed at the? I guess they were fed at the same time. Yep. <clears throat> Someone just dropped cassette deck in the dialogue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this is like one of those old high school or school uh, movies. Yeah, I was glad. I was uh, born after that. Oh, that is, yeah, because that guy. On the right. I don't think the other dude is Darren McGavin, though. No, those were those guys were in like all a, a lot of Disney uh, school movies. Yeah, I was born after the point when they were requiring kids to watch that <laughs> yeah. stuff in school. So, it just hatched. Phoebe Cates is not; she's uh, kind of retired from acting now, but she's uh, she's married to Kevin Klein. The last thing I think she was in, she played. Her character from this movie, she voiced her in a Lego Dimensions video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's where the brain goes. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe it wasn't a real brain, I guess. <laughs> brain and brain. What is brain? <laughs> I just, uh, uh, like, a couple, couple nights ago, probably like three, four nights ago, I was listening to... Uh, d- d- does anyone here listen to Alec Baldwin's podcast? No. No, uh uh-uh. I didn't even know he had a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I want to say it's through, um, like, WNYC Radio. Okay. Is it all about sweaty balls? <laughs> In fact, it is not. Um, uh, it is your your classic, um, you know, one-on-one sit-down, like, uh, conversational interview style. It's Alec Baldwin, and he'll have, you know celebrities or famous people um sit with him and they just have a conversation usually about you know that person's uh, life and career and the last episode i listened to i can't remember when it was released because i'm going back through the back catalog because i just now started listening to it um and he had an hour-long conversation with kevin klein and it's amazing how much kevin klein just in his you know the way he speaks in an interview in front of an audience, he sounds almost exactly like his character from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go bad real fast. <laughs> yep. That I found when I was young, that was more disturbing than the, the Gremlins' reign of terror later in the film. Because when you're a kid, that's something that you're afraid of, is reaching your hand into something and something grabbing it. 
Right. You know, that's why you don't want your leg dangling off the bed at night. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I still won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hansen? Uh-oh. There he is. Sweet, I don't sweet know. needle vengeance. Yeah, I don't know what he injected him with, but... I don't I think sus- he him with anything. I, think I, I always suspected that he didn't inject him with anything, but he... You know, got him by the hand when he was reaching the uh, the candy bar in, and killed him. Probably we don't see it, but he probably killed him like you know by biting him like in the throat or something. I think that the needle in his backside was just the uh, the gremlin remembering what happened when he was a mogwai. You stuck me with a needle. Now I stick you with a needle. Agreed. Yeah, because you would hope that there wouldn't be a lot of lethal substances just sitting around a high school chemistry lab that they can, that he could be injected with and just instantly die. <laughs> I don't know. In high school chemistry lab, I learned the hard way why you don't just pick up a beaker and take a sniff of it because <laughs> it was it was full of ammonium chloride. Oh, and imagine being out. kicked in the face from inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a nice descriptor. <laughs> and see, oh, some... you got scratched by a gremlin. That means you're going to turn into a gremlin. Oh, wait, that's another movie. <laughs> Something else you wouldn't necessarily see. In mo- there it is. Um, in in most PG films of the time, you wouldn't necessarily see the main character walk around just you know with a whole bunch of blood all over his head. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, you know, there was a lot of... I I haven't gone back and watched, like, any of the trailers for this movie. But I suspect that there were a lot of parents that took their kids to this movie not realizing what it was going to turn into halfway through the film. Dude, I was 20 years old and this, this movie traumatized <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, I suspect there was a lot... There were a lot of parents that took their kids. And the first half of the movie, yeah, it's kind of... It's got some creepy moments or whatever, but they don't realize it's going to turn into this... Uh, to, to what it turned into this scene here where she hears a uh, a noise upstairs and she goes to investigate it when they originally conceived this film to be a straight-up horror movie oh yeah she was supposed to go up to the attic and they were supposed to cut her head off and throw it down the stairs <laughs> and billy was supposed to find it when he came home you notice that the photos on the wall there are two of the exact same photos right next to each other who does that it looked like it. he was wearing the same outfit not this maybe weird. she maybe she has his uh, picture taken in the same outfit every year. I don't know. No, it was, it was the exact same photo. Yeah. Why would you do that? Let me arm myself with a knife, like her inventor husband can invent some kind of a some kind of a gun for her. A, a, a uh, knife, buddy. folks. That that's a telephone. That noise right there you're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not convinced that. It. Yeah, I'm not convinced that that gremlin would have known that those cords, <laughs> that those cords controlled um, the telephone. Well, these gremlins well, are smart. They knew, they knew how yeah. to kill a clock. Yeah, ripping out cords works well for them. Yeah, they just ra- grab random cords and pull them out. <laughs> now let's play our let's play this. Uh, this you know what? Uh, no, that religious... actually probably would work for Harry most Belafonte? things. Let's play this religious music while we're showing uh, <laughs> some murderous monsters. Now now that we've gotten to this scene, I'm reminded that uh, there were many years when, when I was rather young where this song was 
inextricably linked with this film. <laughs> you yes, that's a record player. Well, I didn't get scared by it, but anytime around Christmas time when I would hear this song like playing in a store, I'd be like, "Yeah, oh, the gremlin attacking mom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, record players actually. Uh, record players are kind of coming back. I see them all over the place now. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about it, and then I remembered, no, there's all the hipster vinyl freaks. Yeah. I mean, I was at, I was one of the last... Hold up. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was in a bookstore the other day, and they had the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack on uh, vinyl. <laughs> yeah, and they're selling them for like five times what we used to pay for them back in. Yeah, we were... yeah. <laughs> now, I, uh, I was one of the last holdouts. I was like, records will never die, man. Hell with CDs. <laughs> And then my girlfriend at the time bought me a, my first CD player in like 1986 or something like that. And I still have my first two CDs. It was uh, the greatest hit, Moody Blues' greatest hits and uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Diary of a Madman. Um, and it, I think it took about the length of one of those albums for me to realize what an idiot I was and how wonderful CDs were. And I never went back. Yeah. <laughs> Now, for the you most know, part, the grin- at, this, uh, at this point, does she know that they're evil? She knows that apparently it's scary looking. <laughs> I, I mean, um, like they hadn't done anything yet, right? That, that's far as she knows. Not yet. They just look. They are they now. Just look scary. <laughs> but yeah, but she just straight killed it. <laughs> like she didn't even try. To, like she could have captured it. She could have thrown like a net over it or something. She didn't even. You don't mess with mom's kitchen, dude. <laughs> and I think for the, for the most part, the, the gremlins are um, animatronic, but these gremlins look like they're stop motion. No, I don't no, think there's any stop motion used in this. There's, there might be some. That one's not. But not, not here. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice. It's still writhing behind Is that oven cleaner? She, she's like uh, James Bond. She would not. <laughs> okay, my, my wife clean the oven oh that's flea and tick spray never mind yeah. i thought it was oven spray if you spray yeah. that much oven spray and you were that close to it you'd be coughing too Ugh. Just made <laughs> classic and big credit to to the mom in this movie oh. no hesitation yeah she's she not kind of like ripley in the right light yeah, I, I was going to say she's Ripley before Ripley. no ripley was around that's right this predate this is after mm. no there's, she, there's five of them right so yeah. What, weren't there five? Okay, so she's five, two down. Five, go. New, five new ones. She's taken out three of them. She's three down. Yeah. Three of them. Okay, three down. Okay. So there's one more that can go, and Stripe has to survive. And Stripe isn't in this movie. No, it's Spike that's not in this movie. It's oh, it's Spike. Stripe. That's yeah. right. Um, actually, we discussed this <laughs> earlier in the commentary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always like the fact that this, this mom was there. not a shrinking flower. She she sees the gremlin in the kitchen. She sees her opportunity. Boom, blender. Sees the next one. Just straight up shanks the bitch, and yep. then <laughs> in, into the microwave. She's she's quick thinking, and you don't always see that in horror movies. Yeah, because you're usually like, don't go in there. Well, in in horror films, they would usually like slowly creep their way around, trying to you know case the joint and get a feel for what's going on. But they would not arm themselves, and if they see something scary, they're not going to take action. Right. They're just going to look at it, terrified. They they'll stare at it until the monster turns around and sees them, and then they're in bigger trouble. 
No, does the, does does the mom get does? I don't remember if the mom gets killed or not. Nope. All right, Billy. <laughs> I knew that sword was going to come in handy eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, pay attention. This is the point where Billy does his first useful thing in this movie. It, yeah, it's Chekhov's sword. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Chekhov's sword? Che- oh, you know, come che- on, che- come on, gun. theater man. You know Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun? If, if you introduce a gun in the first act, you have to use it in the third act, you know. You've never heard that before, really? No. You either. work in what, theater! Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's an old theater uh, theater uh, thing. That Chekhov's gun uh, relates to... I have to look up the actual phrase, but it says that if you introduce a gun in the first act of a story, then by the third act, you have to use it. Oh, uh, okay. Che- I, I was unaware of that as, particular as trope. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Let me look it up on Wikipedia and see where it came from. It's a dramatic principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed. Elements should not appear to make false promises by never coming into play. The statement were you is thinking, recorded in letters by Anton Chekhov several times with some variation. Rick, were you thinking it was a Star Trek thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, Chekhov's phaser. <laughs> Chekhov's phaser. Chekhov's if, if in the first act you have, a hung, you have hung a pistol on the wall, then in the following one it should be fired. Otherwise, don't put it there. That's actually Robbie's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, they, they, that was the same guy that did his voice. That's that that well no that's those are lines from Forbidden Planet. Well, they may yeah they may just be replaying the the lines. He is credited. He's credited in the in the uh, in the credits as being in the movie. So there used to be a game show called The Liars Club. Did any of y'all ever see it? I'm not uh-uh. familiar with that. The, one. It was it was uh, there would be like four celebrities in the host, and they would bring out a thing, and. Three of them would make up some BS about the thing, and one of them would tell the truth, and then the contestant had to guess which one was right. And one time, they had Robbie's head. Okay. No, we've okay, fallen into a classic commentary from... trap. We all watch the movie instead of talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was Nobody's looking away. This, this is the high school, right? I was looking away from the screen for a second. This is the high school. No one will be admitted during the gripping entering the high school scene. <laughs> why would you? Br- why Rocco's would you bring Gizmo? Sword still. Why would you bring Gizmo? Yeah, only only bad things can happen if you bring. I mean, you sent the mom someplace safe. Why wouldn't you leave the cute and cuddly? Yeah, don't bring the person who killed four gremlins. <laughs> bring the yeah. bring the food. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the guy that got stuck to a dartboard Whee! and then thrown down the, <laughs> the laundry chute. Now, wait a minute. How the heck did a four-ounce gremlin knock him down? Yeah, really. I don't care Uh-oh. how fast it was. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I oh, forgot he jumped right. in the pool. Oh, mm-hmm. hell. Carry the two. This isn't good. Now, you would think that jump if a drop of water caused that much pain to Gizmo, then jumping in a pool would have killed Stripe. Yeah, but think. they're tougher. He's tough yeah, at this point. I guess. Well, Gizmo's, Gizmo's a win. Hurt and dead are two very different things. <laughs> and he, he lit up the pool and and turned it yeah. green. <laughs> yeah. Because that means that everyone, as soon as they're born, they start reproducing. So it's, yeah. So when they're, 
if they're a gremlin and they reproduce, they reproduce gremlins. They don't reproduce mogwai, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's the YMCA. That's not the high school. Okay. How was he able to get in there anyway? It's fun to play. Did I miss it? He, Did he break he in or was it was just the, always open? I think the, the door was broken already unless... Unless he broke it, but it didn't. It didn't look like he did. It looked like it was broken, and he reached up inside and unlocked it from inside. Yeah, B- Billy found the window uh, broken, so he reached. Jonathan and Banks, it. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Banks, uh, otherwise known as Mike Ermintrout from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He's the one that's sitting down. I've seen him. I haven't seen either of those shows. But he doesn't look like that anymore. He's a very old man now. Well, well <laughs> see, seeing him here, he looks much more like that guy from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He kind of looks like Bill Murray there. <laughs> yeah. He, he was the number one henchman for the for the villain in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom Bergeron's in this. I didn't realize that. He's a news reporter. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. What is this dude's name? Probably come in at the end. That was Jonathan Banks. I'm not seeing him on the cast list. He's he's probably in the stop motion. Yeah, there there it is. Yes, that is terrible stop motion. (laughs) Jonathan Banks, another Star Trek connection. He appeared on an episode of Deep Space Nine as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This this came out the same year as Ghostbusters, so go you know Ghostbusters had some pretty bad stop motion at the time too, and. You would think that a movie that came out post Star Wars, they'd be able to do it better than that. <laughs> well, but. stop motion. You know, it wasn't into. Well, when did Empire Strikes Back come out? Eighty three. Star Wars. No, was no, that was Return of the Jedi. So, uh, uh, Star- Empire was eighty. Yeah, they yeah. Sh- they had go motion at this point. Eighty, but eighty one. Maybe they couldn't like afford it. Well, they didn't bother. Well, yeah, right. stop motion was still the standard. Yeah, I think my, there's only so good that stop motion can be. My grandmother had that same Afghan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that this was in the days when remote controls were actually wireless. Yeah, I remember. I I, I already showed my age by talking about Betamax video cassettes earlier in the show. Um, our Betamax VCR. When I was a kid, the remote control was corded. Well, I went to see a movie um, a couple months ago. I can't remember the name of it now. It was the it was the last movie that uh, Matt Damon came out with. That's kind of a. Um, it was the one that was directed by George Clooney. I can't remember the name of it now. But anyway, in the in that movie, um, he had a remote control for the television that had a light that would shine on it, and he would hit a he would shine it into a sensor that was on the TV to change the channel. So that was like the first actual wireless remote control. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> the first wireless remote controls were literal. They, the, the reason some people still call remote controls clickers is because the first real wireless remote controls, they had a button and it would, it would hit like a, a tuning fork inside the control and put out an ultrasonic sound that the, the TV could pick up. And that was how you changed the channels or turned it on and off. Yeah, yeah. The, I I dimly remember those. The movie I was talking about was uh, Suburbicon. It's a Cohen Brothers. Yep that that film. that's oh. right. Uh, Cohen's. What did did they write it and produce it? And Clooney. Directed they wrote it. it or... Yeah, and Clooney directed it. He tried to direct it as though it was 
one of their movies. You know. Yeah, it, the, the trailer was very Coen Brothers. When I saw that it was directed by Clooney, it made sense, considering the the Coen Brothers films that he he's done so far. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was just, you know, it was something to watch. <laughs> yes. That's the thing, you know, now that I've got Movie Pass, I actually go watch movies that I would normally wait for video or television or something like that, so... Now, that's the dad from the Patty Duke show, is it? The priest? Does, what is his name? I can't remember. Does being I, in snow count as getting wet? What'd you say, John? I said, does being in snow count as being wet? I I get I get wet when I get snowed on. Yeah. Well, if he was in but snow... I'm not touching this conversation. But, <laughs> but the, the, the gremlin was in a pile of, uh, of, of soap shavings, so he's all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I suppose technically, if they are cold-blooded creatures like lizards at this point, as opposed to mammalian, then their body heat wouldn't necessarily be sufficient to melt the snow. Yeah, but if they were cold-blooded, they would go dormant in the snow. They're fueled by rage, <laughs> right? <laughs> Gizmo does like not Gizmo look. Flag. Happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this uh I don't wanna start talking about scenes that haven't happened yet. Well I was I like the stair chair scene I think is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to me. You kid. know what's weird now <laughs> I think about it? I thought I remembered the, the professor being turned into like a pincushion with needles instead of just one in mm-hmm. the butt. I think, I think or is that in like the next movie or something? No, I, I don't think that happens in the second movie. I think because I wondered that uh, as, as well for you know a couple of years in a big long drought of not seeing this film, wondering was it a whole bunch because that's more creepy, or was it just one needle, like I thought it was, and I had a hard time remembering if it was if he was pincushioned or not. I think it's just one of the details about this movie that apparently, you know, many people probably, like, exaggerate over time if they haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, especially if you mm. see something when you're a kid and the, and, and you, the, the way you remember it and then you watch it years later and it's way different than the way that you remembered it. Now, she was wearing a wig and the other side... So that, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't know that this was the same lady. Yeah, I was... I think she was wearing a wig and stuff earlier, so... It, it really confused me. I couldn't figure out, who is this woman and why do we care about her and her cats and being right. attacked? <laughs> I'd love to see a war between the gremlins and the cats. So. <laughs> Christmas carolers, she's talking about them like they're terrorists or something. <laughs> No, I think, oddly enough, I never noticed it before, but now that we're watching it, she seems to look younger <laughs> without the now, wig. Yeah, with the gray hair and stuff, yeah. <laughs> right, this is, this is some funny yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was, yeah. Now, I've, yeah, the, the, I've been, the I've been are definitely electronically inclined. Oh, yeah, they are master electricians. Look at these guys. 
<laughs> well, that was the whole that was the whole thing of the myth of the gremlins is that they 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 did stuff to electronic stuff. They they did stuff oh, to yeah, your in yeah, World War in World War Two. They messed with your airplane and made it not work and stuff like that. So, so that that's that's where the original myth that came makes sense, from. Yeah. Because so. I remember my there she goes yeah. stair chair. <laughs> now whatever they did to that chair, they did it fast because she was only out of it for a, a little bit. <laughs> now did they did they stop because they saw her or did they stop because okay I was thinking they uh, ran over uh, no <laughs> but they have a very slow reaction time for cops who just saw someone fly out of a window yep uh, see they're messing with the car now yeah <laughs> oh yeah they just pulled the gas line out of the car <laughs> this, this movie can try to be as serious as it wants in the in the the creepier, more violent portions, but that woman flying out that window is always hilarious. <laughs> What's that stuff he's got on? He doesn't even realize it's a creature. Wow. You know, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it, y'all. You can edit it out if you want, Sean. But it really does seem like white people ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maguire was fine. Everything was fine. He's had yep. a thing for like two days. <laughs> yep. Uh, Corey, I don't think that slingshot's going to do much. You might want to close the window. That'd be good. So we don't we 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 don't realize or we don't have any idea how many there are now, right? Because because he fell there's, in the pool. Yeah, there are thousands. In the pool. There's, there's, I'm yeah. sure there are thousands. Yeah, there's a lot of. It, them. It's just an army now, but. Th- those must be some good metal scissors to cut that uh, electrical line and not and not electrocute him. Yeah, yeah, rubber handles. <laughs> oh, right in the insurance office. Uh, once a, once upon a time, I remember. Oh, you you know what? I might have seen this film when I was five. Now that I think about it, like the year it came out, because I clearly remember in the year 1985 having the read-along storybook it had uh the small uh, what what it what do you call them the the vinyl records but it's not full size it's the smaller ones 45 45s Uh, a two-sided 45 um vinyl with it, it was essentially a really truncated audiobook version of this movie with a little storybook that has the all, all that all the same narration from the vinyl is in the book, so you can read along with it, and it's in comic book form. So there's pictures, well, not not like panels like a comic, but um, you know the the text on the page with an illustration per page. Right. Yeah, and, like storybook form. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they do the Disney movies now. It, exactly, and the uh, the section of that vinyl that talked about um, Corey Feldman from the window slingshotting the gremlins on the LP. It was longer than the scene that we just had in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Really giving us a good description about how he's bullseyeing these gremlins right between the eyes with his slingshot. Yeah. (laughs) Try to make the kid the hero for, because it's a kid audience that's reading that book. 
I guess. I, He's I, got a lot of... Well, is this a... Okay, this is a gas station. Okay, I was thinking station. it was a police station for some... I was like, he's got a lot of cigarettes behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to say his his slogan, I'll make the illogical logical, is a terrible slogan. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. It it's doesn't really, make it logical. Oh, no. Aw, see? You got it. Kind, kind of the point of this character. Though. Right. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that... Um, I don't think Phoebe Case is old enough to be serving drinks. Yeah, no. (laughs) She shouldn't. (laughs) They're underage, for crying out loud. Yeah, they're only only a few hours old. (laughs) Hey, hey, come on, they're 21 minutes. (laughs) In gremlin years. Scott, you were about to say something, I think, and I interrupted you. Um, Oh, oh, the the, the read-along storybooks with the, um, the record and the books... In addition to Gremlins, uh, we had those for for several other movies. We had a couple Star Trek movies with the read-along book. And uh, I remember we had Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And yeah. they they didn't have uh, Frank Oz doing the the narration. <laughs> so any scene on, on the record with Yoda, it wasn't Frank Oz's voice, but they had a pretty good sound-alike. But nothing tickled me more back when I was that age than to switch my record player to high speed and put that 45 <laughs> on and listen to that scene with you. Oh, look. They already had a crossdresser. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. I completely... Hey, had... he was just, that video game he was just playing was... Uh, was Star, that. Wasn't that the, the Star Wars Atari game that he was just playing? Um, Might have been. Did bars in the eighties serve a lot of popcorn? Yes. Yes. They did. Okay. I knew I knew they did pretzels and stuff like that. I didn't realize <laughs> well, popcorn. popcorn is dirt cheap and it makes people thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they serve the pretzels too. They want they're salty, they get you to buy more beer. Is that the Humphrey Bogart version of a gremlin? <laughs> or Tom the Waits. Bogey. Yeah. <laughs> Now you see, back then you could still smoke indoors, yeah. so this wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this it's just such a. There's so much difference, and wow. in the same oh, scene, geez. you've got you've got these these comical images and stuff. Alongside scenes of of <laughs> murder, it's like this movie just. I mean, it didn't really care that it didn't know what it wanted to be. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it did know. I think it wanted to be this. And it. I mean, I think it, 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 it did. I think it didn't care what the audience wanted it to be, or, or like what, like you know, it didn't. It didn't care about what it was classified. But I think it is exactly what they wanted to be. I, I will say I'm I'm digging this a lot more now than I did, you know, thirty years ago. Um, critics liked the movie. But, you know, I mean, the, it, was, the, it, it, it was it was well received by critics at the time. It makes it makes you wonder how they lit all the other cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rick. You were about you were about to say something. So. I, I was just going to say this, this sort of like self referential, almost fourth wall breaking. You know, it's super common now. Yeah. But was almost well, unheard he actually of back did. Then, the, so. the the bogey one right before he, he killed the other one, he did turn and look at the cameras like, Can you believe this guy? <laughs> yeah. 
Now she knows that bright lights hurt the hurt the gremlins, so she's taking pictures yeah. of all of them. Of course, a Polaroid only took ten pictures <laughs> before you had to change the film again. Well, it's not the film; it's the it's the flash bar. <laughs> yeah, would the flash bar go off if it didn't? Have, I don't. Could, I don't. Remember. Could, I used to have one, but I don't remember. And you go up to twenty five. I think you get the twenty five pack. Yeah. But apparently, she's there were, out. I mean, there were, the the yeah. thing is those Feet. those flash bulbs after they'd go off, each one was you couldn't do it more than once. Right. So you'd have to replace the flash bar. Right. Which, so you got five which, shots, which is why she know. wasn't able to get out that that gunman gremlin. Yeah. That gunman. Phoebe Cates. Uh, Phoebe Cates was afraid of the animatronic gremlins. She didn't like to be around them when they weren't shooting and stuff. So. That original. scene that she was just in was was hard for her to do. She they just gave her the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> How much acting did she acting did she do after this? Because I know she's not acting anymore. Was she around for several years after uh, this, or did she, she did kind of? Some uh, stuff. Oh, let's see. Yeah. She she was around long enough to do Drop Dead Fred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. What year was that? Her last credits in 2015 for a video yeah, game. Yeah, that was that video uh, game I was 2001, The Anniversary Party. And before that, 1994, Princess Caribou. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's all right. Uh, so it looks like she really hasn't worked significantly since 1994. Yeah, PG-13 started two months after this film came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this film and Temple of Doom had a lot to do with that. Oh, yeah. Went and the sequel. Let's see, the sequel came out. It seems like it was a while. Let me look it up. You know, people say they say parental guidance. Does anyone ever actually like it's? It is far more likely either I will think that it's okay for the kids to see, or it's not okay for the kids to see. But I'm not. I don't do a whole lot of guidance. Like, yeah. like I mean, like <laughs> I think I think we watched um, um, the Force Awakens. And I was like, look away from the screen when, when that certain character died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, it's either I will let you watch it or I won't let you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's. It, I think it's more a matter of you know the 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 ratings were created long before home video existed or was even an idea. So. You know, there are movies I will let Sharon watch that I would not have taken her to the to the movies to see, because mm-hmm. it's a you know it's a different experience at home. Mm. Um, that's like we we've got our tickets for the Last Jedi, my wife and I, and Sharon has watched the Force Awakens a dozen times, but we're still going to go see the the Last Jedi yeah, first. Yeah, you gotta you gotta to see if it's okay to exactly, take her to see I, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, like she's it's, when they say parental guidance, it's not like. You know, you're covering their eyes every other scene. Or you're, you're talking them well, through, yeah, yeah. okay, this is what death means. That would be weird. She's telling the uh, she's telling the story now yeah. of uh, why she hates Christmas. And uh, if, you're, if you're not watching the movie with us, uh, basically her father dressed as Santa Claus and tried to go down the chimney and got stuck. And they thought that he ran out on them. And they didn't know it for several days that he was dead and stuck inside the chimney. Had broke, had broke his the neck way, or something trying to slide down the chimney. Yep. 
That is a very creepy um, story, but <laughs> Scott, you're you're up in in the land where water is rarely liquid. <laughs> Are any chimneys ever big enough for a human being to crawl Not down? Not that I have seen. I, old I, old houses, yeah. I, there are some old houses that I've seen chimneys that might be big enough for a person to go down, but not yeah. any that were built in the last fifty years. Yeah, I'm, I'm like sure they exist somewhere, but male. I've I've never lived in a house, whether it had a fireplace or not, that had a chimney that I would ever consider trying to. I, <laughs> even even Beckett wouldn't fit up in those. <laughs> Well, see, even even the ones that are big enough for a person to fit inside the chimney, usually there's something on top of the chimney keeping anything from being able to get in it. Oh yeah, yeah. because there's like a little tiny. Yeah, you don't want animals like climbing covers, in there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> see, and it's, and it's PG instead of PG thirteen because there's not a lot of bodies in the street, as there would be. Well. Well, PG thirteen. I know. I'm exist. saying. I'm picking up the whole thing, man. I was here the whole time. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah. This is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listening. I want you to understand how freaking hard this is to pay attention to the movie and the conversation. Because <laughs> I know that's at least the third time I've I've contradicted something that you guys well, that I wasn't contradicting because you already <laughs> said what I just said. I apologize. And I'm actually, I, I, I think I think that when they made the sound off. I, I, I basically have no sound. I'm, I'm going all based Your on Mine's very captioning. faint. I'm just, I've got the close captioning up. But, um, I just turned it up so I can I, hear them doing la, 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 la. I, I think that when they made the movie, uh, they were assuming they were going to get an R rating. And then the, the Motion Picture Association was like, well, it's not really bad enough for an R rating. You know, so they got a PG. They're in the movie theater. I don't know. I think Spielberg was just did what he wanted to do, or and told Dante to do what he wanted to do, and they'd worry about the rating yeah. later. They did a scene. Cause, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rick. No, no. I, I was just gonna say this is around the same time that uh, Poltergeist. Well, this is a couple of years after Poltergeist. You know, Spielberg has a has a track record at this point of either directing or producing films that don't necessarily fit into a particular right. mold. They uh they did a scene similar to this uh, movie theater scene in the in the second movie. Um, My favorite part was of the that se- was the second movie you said at Christmas. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh I don't hell, know. if I remember. No, it, it was in it was in John Glover's um, uh, massive uh, business tower complex. Right. Yeah, there was a so there was a scene where the uh, the it's like the film breaks and the movie goofs up and, yeah. and cuts off and then in the movie theater if you went to see it in theaters you saw john wayne get up out of the out of his seat and turn around and yell at the gremlins to hey you guys you know put that movie back on or something <laughs> like that now if you rented it on video it wasn't john wayne it was hulk hogan i don't know why they made that change <laughs> i have no probably idea. had to do with rights yeah i guess so well i'll t- i'll tell you what did any of you guys see gremlins 2 at the th- in the movie no i i saw it when I, don't, it came out on honestly, video. I don't remember i don't remember if i saw the first or the second one in okay. the theater I totally bought that when when because it starts off with the the film breaks, yeah. or it stops and then it does that burning film look and then it breaks and the whole screen goes right. I was like, oh man! And then you hear the giggling and the shadows come up and you're like, oh yeah, you got me. You guys got me. All right. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen a movie actually do that? I mean, have, have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's oh, yeah. that's pretty much what it looks like. You you basically see the film <laughs> yeah. melt in front of you. <laughs> and and for those of you listening, younger listeners, if you're not familiar with it, movie theaters used to use 
film reels on right. celluloid. <laughs> and if it broke yep. and stayed in front of the projector, the light bulb would melt the film. It wasn't always a digital projection up onto the screen. <laughs> yep, and theaters did not used to have stadium seating. Sometimes you had someone sit in front of you and you couldn't see around their head. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the theater the that we go to for our, for our movies, they've redone all the seats in all their theaters. Um, every seat has a little uh, like tray table on the side that you can rotate over in front of you. And yeah. every seat has a button on the inside of the armrest. When you press the button, and it'll recline your seat back and put a little footrest out and let you it, recline yeah. in every I seat. And there's, st- there's still room to walk down the aisle, even if someone has their legs out on the thing. You can still get in front of their feet and get between that and the seat back of the next row. You don't have to put your footrest down every time someone has to walk by. Birmingham hasn't gotten the footrest yet, and we don't have. And I know I've heard you guys talk about some of your uh, theaters. You can reserve. You can reserve your seat and actually pick which seat you're going to sit in. We that, have yeah, to. yeah the, Bir- Birmingham hasn't started doing that. The theater I mean, we, that is, the theater that is closest to me, it's not like you know, it's not like a high class theater, but they just did that too. Like I, 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 I got my ticket for um, Justice League. Like that, that. That's some terrible stop motion. That, that, was, yeah. that was animation. The, the yeah. the the, the oh, shadows yeah. on the screen, th- yeah, those are animated shadows. <laughs> Come out to play, yay! <laughs> I might do that like two or three more times, guys. Just warning you. That's okay. <laughs> so you just got your tickets to yeah, Justice League? Well, no, I, I, when I got my ticket to Justice League, um, oh. like at, at, at the um, at the uh, desk at the register, they were like, and and. Which seat do you want? So a little screen came up, so I, I I got to got to slash had to um, pick my seat um, just for. I mean, I, I think there's there you know it's not like it was sold out. There was you know maybe two other people in the theater. It was like I went to a matinee showing. But. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like I said, the theaters here in Birmingham haven't started doing that. We don't have. It's I horrific. mean, you can go on. You can go on <laughs> fan, Fandango. And you can res- and you can go ahead and buy uh, tickets ahead of time, but there's not any movie theaters that you're actually buying the tickets from yet. They, it's all going through Fandango. So, you know, I have Movie Pass, and if any theaters did that here, I could use my Movie Pass and do it that way. But you can't use Movie Pass through Fandango. So basically, I'm just you know you go to the theater and you get whatever seat is available, but. Right. I tend to go at times when it's not going to be as crowded. <laughs> I don't always, usually go. To, all right, I, got, I don't usually go to the seven here. o'clock Friday night show or, <laughs> or anything. They just blew up a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. basically, is everyone in this town dead now, or why isn't the fire department yeah, doing anything I, yet? Yeah, everybody evacuated. <laughs> well, we'll assume that every fire engine has had the important cables and hoses pulled yeah. by the gremlins. Yeah. And everyone I will else... Assume they, they, they did a full and thorough sweep of the entire movie theater to make sure there were no actual people inside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, of course they yeah. did. Yum, 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 yeah. yum, yum. And everyone else in town is either hiding in their basement or their attic because it's obviously the end times. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're all gathered in the church. Because I'm not sure... I, I'm not sure what you consider to be, you know, a, 
a, a fun, interesting evening out, Rick. But if if uh, minions from hell are running through the streets of my town, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily <laughs> be out hanging out in the streets. That's actually, I, I dig that. <laughs> oh, you only say that because you know that Phoebe Cates is in town. <laughs> right. No, because I'm a parent and I live with this every day, so it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, Rick blew up his uh, movie theater like a month ago. He didn't tell you. Yeah, those boom boxes on the show. She just wouldn't shut up about the damn box. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at all yeah, those I saw, tube I saw you the... look at... cathode ray tubes everywhere. So many picture tubes. Oh god. I saw you on break Facebook all, having your, your, your rant about uh, Sharon not eating her dinner last night. <laughs> oh, man, I was in a bad mood yesterday. <laughs> you had an extra salty Facebook page last night. I was talking to... I, mean, I, was, I was not a happy guy yesterday. I, I saw it last night, and I was I was talking to my wife. I was like, I remember those days <laughs> where my son wanted to eat cereal for every meal. <laughs> you know, that would be an improvement, yeah. actually. <laughs> Let's have candy you know, for you question, yeah. <laughs> you, you question your parenting skills when you have to say, you don't get to go play until you eat at least half of that McDonald's cheeseburger, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somehow you failed. <laughs> so many old classic toys. Now, what's with the robots? Robot. There's this, like, serious robot symbolism going yeah. on. I take it the I take it from because the filmmaker even though this movie it came out in the eighties the filmmakers grew up in the fifties uh, and sixties and there were a lot of toy robots back then. <laughs> et 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 Sylvester, Stripe, and Bugs. <laughs> That's about the way they were set on the shelf too, <laughs> in the actual toy store. Got to say the animatronics and the puppetry for for Stripe are a lot better than for Gizmo. Yeah. This was about the time that when you would rent a film that was made by Warner Brothers, you always got that little commercial at the beginning of the videotape <laughs> that would try to get you to call an 800 number and order a catalog so that you could order Warner Brothers merch. <laughs> My parents were not happy when I ended up racking up a long-distance bill because I tried to order that without asking. <laughs> yeah, we ordered the we ordered the we ordered the catalog, but my parents would never buy anything out of it. We just looked through the catalog. Yeah, it was, it was look at same, all this cool Batman stuff. It, it was the same at my house. Hey, look, we can get a a pin with the with the boom your dead toilet paper from Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mom my mom loved it when the uh, Warner Brothers actually actually had a store at the mall because we would always have to stop there. Look at all this cool Superman. Oh, I love the Warner Batman Brothers stuff. store. I was so bummed when those those closed down because I like those better than the Disney store. I've always been a, a Looney Tunes guy yeah. rather than Disney, and the Warner Brothers store was like. I keep forgetting oh, yeah. they're actually closed now. Ne- never had one uh, here in town, uh, which made me sad. I, the the one Warner Brothers store I got to browse was in. It was either in Chicago Jeez, or um, or in <laughs> Toronto. It was a. It, it was a it was a school trip, and we were going to see uh, a play. I can't remember which one. I think it might have been in Toronto when we went to go see the the Phantom of the Opera um, at Pantages. And while we had some time to roam around, I found myself at a Warner Brothers store. I didn't want to leave. 
Yeah, if you've ever been to a Six Flags theme park, you know, we have Six Flags over Georgia a couple hours from All right, here. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Out. Where the hell does he get a repeating crossbow? I just crossbow? want to point out that Billy was <laughs> felled think, I mean, by it, tennis it, balls and is surrounded by bows and arrows right now. Yeah. And his weapon <laughs> yeah. is a boombox. <laughs> I don't know that it's a repeating. I think it just loads up. You can load like three bolts into it. They, I, no, you can't. <laughs> Didn't you see From Dust Till Dawn? She had that pump action crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Just kick the ground. Oh. Yeah, no sympathy for you, Billy. But it, yeah, if you go to Six Flags, every uh, gift shop in the park is basically a Warner Brothers store. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They have mm-hmm. all that stuff. Sorry to keep dragging us back to the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> this fight between Billy and Stripe, it definitely moves us into child's play territory. Where yeah. You find yeah. yourself thinking, how Again, tough can it be? Again, he's surrounded by arrows. They're literally right. all around him. What the hell? No no fuse, no breaker box is locked like that. Yeah, why would <laughs> well, it's, it be it's, locked? It's a, it's a, well, no. I was about to say, it's a public place and they don't want everybody. But she's in the office, so yeah. She's in the office, yeah. 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 Hey, Billy, use the bat. Hey, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Hey, Billy, why don't you pick suck. that thing up? <laughs> <laughs> He's the size of a puppy. Why don't you just break him in half? Or use one of those uh, fire extinguishers. Yeah. No, I can. Smashes. I can totally get it. Now, if, if... we we used to have we used to have belt sander races like that, but a chainsaw wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you want to talk about <laughs> with the hammer? Yeah, oh, he's mad now. Well, uh oh. Yeah, if he turns the sprinkler on, like, yeah. So he's gonna multiply again. I guess there's infinite ways that he could get some water. (laughs) Yeah. Do Mogwai pee? What if he just pees on him? (laughs) 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 I gotta admit, I didn't know where you were going with that question. But no, it fits. It It probably worked. The sequel well, proves see, to us definitively yeah. that there is such a thing as female gremlins. Yeah. What I if they try know. reproducing yeah. that way? Well, they, it, it's only it's only <laughs> female. I was it's only the female money because they got injected right. some, some DNA stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I want to compliment the filmmakers on that whole gizmo in the remote control car thing. I thought thing this was a sporting goods because store. It's like a, it's a, it's it's a department a, store. It's, like it, it, it's a big department store. Yeah. You got I'm toys, sorry, you, got go toys you got sporting events, uh-huh. you got whatever. But just how, how they, you know, they, they just put a gizmo in an yeah. RC car and put just a little bit of movement in the puppet. Yeah. You know, the and it's it's brilliant. It works wonderfully. Yeah, because basically they just have, need to rotate his head and make, move, move his eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Billy. For God's sake, don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, just stand there. <laughs> just stand there and watch. Just stand there and watch. Yep. He's the most one of the most useless heroes ever. He's obviously dropped his gun, and he's not paying any attention to you at all. Well, okay. He has well, the gun it, he out. still has a bat. It's not like he has to get that close. He's almost there. He literally just has to. Well, the store's full of freaking weapons. <laughs> Yeah. They want Gizmo. They want Gizmo to be the actual hero, I guess. <laughs> Gizmo is a hero. 
Now, how did the, how did this? Uh, so you've got this cute little character having these adventures. How did this not ever turn into an animated series? Because <laughs> you know the eighties, they made an animated series out of everything. <laughs> Did it? I don't think I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Think so. Let me look. It I know it was a cereal on the, on the page. <laughs> yeah, they did have a cereal. They had a video game. Everything was, everything and anything was a cereal in yeah forever. Oh, you can see the strings. You can see the strings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said the film. That was the that film. Was my dark moment for the night, the folks. Wait, how the did he batch. know to go in that store? To how did he know to go there? Because dogs are magic, and Barney jumped oh, out of the car the and ran into the store. That's fine. Yeah, he saw the that. the dog saw that the window was broken and ran in there. Yeah, How about that? Uh, it is believed to have been the inspiration for several unrelated films about small monsters, including critters, ghoulies, troll hobgoblins, and munchies. It doesn't say anything about a uh, hobgoblins. Yeah, there was hobgoblins was a movie. I'm surprised. You're right. There should have been one. The Gremlins were featured in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Yeah, everything was in the yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was not disparaging. I love the Lego Batman movie. Ooh, <laughs> the skeleton is still alive. Yep, that's disgusting. Yep. Although I remember thinking that was a really cool effect, but yeah, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, that is actually pretty cool. I, it's inflated. I, I always gave them a lot of credit because. The, this entire strike yeah, death scene was always good. very <laughs> visually engaging. Well, a lot of the effects in this film oh, are no. Not well, all of them, just... but... Uh... We'll just leave it alone and pretend it and be sure it's gone. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, we're in the we're in the last couple That's, of scenes. Yeah, all right, so my, my, my show is done. The thing that I said, <laughs> that I theorized, I guess could have happened. Oh, it actually there's, happened. There's Mr. Bergeron. Yep. Yeah. All right. I wonder if I can... He was a hottie. With In theory, I can order it again on Netflix. Well, I were they're just well, there was a lot more going there. That's what happened to the fire truck. They just showed them where the fire truck was. <laughs> they're on the news showing. Uh, now, what what are you ordering on Netflix? I ordered or? it on Netflix and I recorded it this morning or or this weekend. <laughs> Excuse me, and. Uh, so, at Mr. Wing, the 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 de- the disc apparently like there was a um, there was a, there was a streaming issue. Oh, are you not I'm seeing not the movie seeing yeah, it right I, now? I, so now yeah, I'm gonna race to see if I can um, actually order the movie before <laughs> and catch up with it before the movie is over. Yeah, we're in the last couple of scenes, but uh, I was gonna say if you don't know what a Mogwai's body temperature is supposed to be, then taking its temperature is not gonna do a lot of good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, how does an old man like Mister Wing open up the front door in the middle of winter and make it halfway from the door to the family before anyone even knows he's there? Right. Magic. Now he was in big trouble in Little China too. Uh, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of he was one of those that guys that was in a lot of stuff. Uh, let me look him. Let me look him up. He's uh, okay, Gremlins. Uh, Mr. Wing, Key Luke, is his name. He played uh, he played Brack in the nineteen uh, sixty Space Ghost cartoons. Uh, he was in the. He oh, played wow. Master Poe in Kung Fu, Mr. Wing in the Gremlins films. 
that's where I know him from. Yeah, Kung Fu. and he played, like I said earlier, he played Kato in the original serial of the Green Hornet. All right, so um, what's happening on the screen now? Miss, you Mr. Wing crazy. is uh, taking <laughs> Gizmo away. It's to, he's, he's leaving the house and he's got Gizmo in a box. Gizmo just said something. He's speaking Magua. Magwai. He has something to say to you. This kid kind of looks like you are wasting time. He kind of looks like Brandon Routh a little bit. I, I I can see that a little bit. I probably wouldn't even realize that if I hadn't watched uh, Crisis on Earth X this week. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about that. Someone needs to do a show where we talk about that. Well, uh, it sounds like the kind of show the, I might know. Crisis on Earth X. The crossover, uh, CW crossover from last week. Didn't watch it. Uh, it's actually really watching. good. It's actually really good. It was much better than last year. If you like Justice League, you, it's worth watching. Yeah, but and you don't have to know anything about what what's going on in any of the shows this season. You really to follow don't. It. You don't. Yeah. Oh, really? They they they, they did the they did not do. Yeah, they did not do like here's an episode of Supergirl. Here's an episode of Flash. They just did. Here is four episodes of Crisis on Earth X. There are little yeah. bits here and there that depend on some prior knowledge, like um, well, uh, know, n- knowing the the basic status of uh, uh, Alex Danvers' relationship. Uh, no, I didn't. I I'm, mean, I, I, no, because every well, even if you don't, she says it. She she says yeah. that they broke up. You're there, right, you know, right. So. Everything that you need to know, they they say during the course of the. The four episodes, which I appreciate. I, I, because they, they know they know there's a lot of us that don't watch all four shows. You know, I, so. I suppose they do put in enough exposition to make sure that everyone's caught up. I wasn't paying as much attention to that aspect uh, because I was just so excited to have. I had all four episodes. I waited until they finished the whole thing before I started watching it. He's walking into a painting. Yeah, here we got a mat, nice matte yeah. painting. So, folks, we hope you enjoyed this uh, commentary on Crisis on Earth X, which is apparently what <laughs> yeah. it became right at the very end. Yeah. A town that does <laughs> not look hours. like it's been attacked by monsters at all. The power's still on. <laughs> there just might be a gremlin in your house. That's funny. I actually jumped right. at you guys. <laughs> well, that was our. That was a lot better than I remembered. That it was our uh, commentary of uh, of gremlins. So this is this was uh this was pretty fun. You know, we should uh, we should do yeah. this every so often. You know, I I got to tell you, I well actually, I told you, Sean. Uh, and and uh, and John, this is I have threatened to do. Uh, you know, folks, if you're not if you're not familiar with my other shows, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I I've been podcasting since 2008, and this is the first time I've done an actual DVD commentary. We keep threatening to do it. Uh, you know, various various shows. And it just has never happened. This is the first time, I've, and this was yeah. a blast. Yeah, I know. I know Richard's done it on uh, when he used to do uh, "Make It So," and they did some of the star. They did some Star Trek episodes and some. Well, they they did all the, the movies, Star Trek yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've done it too, and uh, and it worked out pretty well. I mean, as long as everybody's got the same cut of the movie, and you're not watching any uh, scenes that were added in later or something like that, it works. And like I said, the movie's on Netflix, so if you. Uh, if you want to, uh, which I mean, you've already watched it. You've already listened to the whole show now, but <laughs> you want to watch it along with us. Is, is there anything? You're literally spoiled. There, there's everything. nothing after the credits. I don't think so. No, this they was before yeah, the days really, of post credits. Yeah, no, it just goes. They on. didn't do much of that. Now they did used to do stuff right. that they would add stuff during the credits. You might see some 
uh, outtakes yeah. and stuff like that in in some movies, but I don't think this one is one of those. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and stop it then. Alrighty. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, one thing that I wanted to do before I ended the show was uh, I wanted to give uh, Scott some credit because he's been doing some uh, he's done some artwork for this show and he's done artwork for the the after the Star Trek after show that we do and he's done some stuff for me personally on my website. So uh, Scott, what's the name of your website if people want to go check out some of your work? Well, if anyone wants to see it, um, they can visit www.planetrisecreative.com. It's all one word, planet, rise. It's like moonrise, but with a planet. And then creative, <laughs> because I try to be creative. Um, on the site, I have there are a few episodes of my uh, solo podcast that I tried to do um, about a year and a half ago. Um, only what SoundCloud has SoundCloud has left available. Um, I'm sorry. That's, that's just funny. Um, I think one of the episodes that's up is an episode that I did with you, Rick. Um, but that show is defunct. Who cares? Who needs it? Skip it. Don't bother. Um, but you can look at the other okay. stuff that I have on there. I have some, uh, some writing that I've done, some, uh, short fictions, uh, uh, funny lists, things like that. And then various pages of different artwork that I've put together. Um, uh, science fiction based artwork, some Star Trek art, um, some random comic book inspired art, uh, things of that nature. And pretty soon I'll be adding a spot on the website for some of the uh, book covers and uh, social media avatars and things like that that I've put together. Um, and I'm always open for business. If anyone needs business cards, um, their uh, Twitter account, uh, uh, profile picture or Facebook banners or uh, wedding invitations. I, the the invitations, uh, programs, save the date cards, menus, uh, vinyl banners, signage, everything for my wedding, I designed all that myself. And I can do the same for you for a reasonable price. Cool. Operators are standing <laughs> by. Indeed. Operators being me. That's me. No. Visit www.planetrisecreative.com or send me an email at scott at planetrisecreative.com. And uh, don't forget to look for me on Twitter at planetrise, uh, Instagram at planetrise. Um, and also you can find my uh, Facebook page, uh, search Planet Rise Creative. Check out some of my stuff. And if you want me to do some of the stuff like you see on Sean's website, um, his blog, My Kid's Dad is a Geek. Um, has a new banner which I uh, just I put the finishing touches on that this morning. Um, so if any of that stuff looks good to you and you guys want to maybe think about getting your own, get in touch. I'm always willing to set up some uh, some freelance work. So reach out. Let, let me let me just add to that, folks. Uh, Scott's work is amazing. Oh, shucks. Uh, you know I get I give I give him shit because we're friends. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Stuff. I keep, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're sorry. fine. Sean, I've been real bad tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, Scott does amazing work, and he and and he does it fast, and he does it um, uh, with with incredible uh, creativity. Um, you know, I I over on my show the Star uh, Starbase the Starbase sixty six. <laughs> um, you know, one of one of our one of my 
co-host is a graphic designer, but sometimes she gets really busy. Uh, and uh, I asked Sean if he would do a banner for me for the for our. And then Facebook Sean said page. that he's not an he, artist. Like, knocked Maybe it out you about Scott. So you <laughs> yes, Scott. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I. I I, I may have had a couple of beers while we were watching this movie, <laughs> so, or maybe three. Um, but uh, uh, I asked Scott to uh, uh, get, get, uh, um, <laughs> to make me a banner for the show and for the website, and he and he knocked it out in like like fifteen minutes, and it's just incredible. So um, I, I highly recommend PlanetRiseCreative.com. I appreciate that. I'm glad you liked it. Anyone, if you go and visit Starbase 66 on Facebook and you see the image that he's talking about, you'll probably be able to tell that I had seen Thor Ragnarok like the day before. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up our Christmas extravaganza. This was a lot of fun. We'll have to uh, we'll have to do uh, movie commentaries more often. Maybe we'll maybe we'll make it. uh, Maybe we'll make it a quarterly thing or something. But um that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. If you want to get in touch with us, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Podcast Addict on the Android store. If if you can't tell, I didn't write anything down. So <laughs> I'm going off the top of my head. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't even have the uh, the text, uh, the the voicemail number that I usually give out in front of me. So, uh, But all that is available on our website. You can find that at CosmicPotato.com. And uh, that's going to pretty much do it. Uh, Rick, thanks for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. Scott. I appreciate it. This is also my first commentary, and it was a good time. And John, as always, a pleasure. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, this is our this is our Christmas episode, but we are going to have another episode before Christmas or the weekend of Christmas that will be our Star Wars episode. Um, Which you will have already heard by the time you're listening to this no no, no. this is gonna come this is gonna come out before that this is I'm no. because <laughs> star wars the, is gonna be our season finale yeah it's gonna be our season finale and uh and i mean we're probably going to record the week after that but we're not going to release anything until uh the new year after our star wars episode so we want the star wars episode you, you plan way too far the, ahead the star wars episode <laughs> is the season I, finale and this is the christmas special where we introduce the new doctor yeah and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little uh a little inside baseball the reason we we, re- we usually record a couple weeks ahead of time and the reason for that is because we do the simply syndicated discovery after show and that is a weekly show and it's in hiatus right now so we're trying to record as much cosmic potato as possible right now so that when uh star trek comes back we don't have to do both shows you know we will have we'll have episodes ready to go so uh so the way it's going to work is this episode is going to come out uh, the week before Christmas, and the Star Wars episode is going to come out the week of Christmas. So, and that's oh, that's okay. because the movie comes out on the fourteenth, and we want the uh, episode to come out within a week of that, so that you know we're not behind behind the eight ball on. Uh, all the other podcasts beating us to the punch. <laughs> and uh, also, I wasn't going to say anything, but just so you know, um, that will be the episode that contains the greatest might hear John say in history. The Star Wars episode. 
Yeah, he, he was telling me about it when he was here at the house, and, and he said that, you know, he had to get licenses from the city and he had to hire pet animal trainers and all kinds of stuff. You know? So it's going to be epic. It will. It will. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. Be sure to join us next week, same pod time, same pod channel, when you might hear John say, There once was a girl from Nantucket. Who was like, man, Christmas can suck it. (laughs) First the thing with her dad, then the plush toys went bad. Thanks to midnight snacks and a bucket. (laughs) Well done, sir. Well done. Thanks.